Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Well, good morning, good afternoon. It's doing it right again. And I can't wait to introduce you today to a lovely guest, Brandy Sinclair, who has a big family-owned business. It's a healthcare fully integrated counseling practice here in Dallas area. And Brandy, I'm so glad that you're joining us today because your practice in counseling is really different than many of the other counseling services and practices and people I've met who are doing kind of sort of what you do. But you are really a brand that stands out. So just tell us about Heritage, the company, and and uh, what you're currently doing. Good morning, Valerie. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, We are a counseling practice in Dallas, and we focus on really an overall greater sense of well-being with our patients and clients than just the mental and emotional health component. We have counseling for ages 3 to 93. Um, We have psychiatric services. We do testing and assessment. Um, bio and neurofeedback. Um, in our psychiatry program, we do DNA testing, and mm. we also um, offer TMS, which these are some of the most um, integrative and, and forward-thinking programs in our field. Okay, so now for people like me who don't really know all of those things you mentioned, what are the one or two pieces about the practice that really stand out from other services that I might go to here in the Dallas area? Well, um, our approach is really about, uh, is a relational approach. We have a lot of different professionals um, Mm -hmm. focusing on all kinds of different areas. Our objective is to be able to help families um, and professionals with all kinds of needs. Um, So in other words, we might be working with a family's little five-year-old in our playroom, Hmm. um, and we might be doing um, uh, performance enhancement with bio and neurofeedback um, with an executive dad. Hmm. So the objective really is to to be relational in our approach and to help take care of pretty much all the needs that any family might have. From three to 93. All right, let's talk about the children. So who who would come to you with their children? What might they be doing in this playroom? And objective of them being there? Well, um, the playroom, first of all, we have an award-winning playroom that's been published a couple of times, and we're very proud of that. Um, Little ones, we're we're just seeing all kinds of interesting things today. Um, Anxiousness in little bitties. Mm. Um, We've got, you know, divorce and family issues uh, for young children. Um, There's lots of uh, bullying going on, difficulty in school. And so um, we do play therapy in our playroom, and it is quite fascinating. Uh, we have some really fantastic professionals, and I'm telling you, we, they, they really make great progress with them. And so catching it early when they're mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. is really important to greater success in the teenage years. You know, Brandy, I've heard so much about anxiety and 
kids that are on anxiety medicine and the bullying, where is all this coming from? Or, or has it been there all the time and no one really brought attention? I think the fact that attention is brought to it is an element that, that creates um, a greater awareness mm -hmm. and probably um, more activity in things mm -hmm. like bullying. Um, the, the technology that children have available to them today, I think, also oh. uh, creates some anxiety, mm -hmm. um, the, the need to be in control. Uh, it's not as much free thinking in our little ones as it used to be. It's mm. kind of program thinking. And so competition today in academics is, even for little bitties, is fierce. And parents want their children performing well. And so I think unknowingly uh, parents create some anxiety as well. Do you think parents are harder today or, or uh, more involved with the kids and pushing? I don't know. What, what are you seeing? Um, I, I think it depends on the family. But also, um, there, there is more pressure today. Um, these little ones are doing so much more than we did, you and I, when we were in school. That's um, true. <laughs> it's fantastic that we've discovered um, the potential of the mind. That's, that's really wonderful. Um, but I think there's an element missing, the um, play, the, the, the gentleness of just being a child. It's, Go outside. It's, it's very focused on learning, <laughs> yeah. everything very focused on learning. That's true. I mean, our kids went outside and played. They ran around the block. They'd say, Mom, I'll see you at 5, and we didn't think anything about it. And, and you, so you're involved heavily. Let's go back to this brain work because that's, that's the piece that when we talked um, really resonated with all of the research we now know about the brain. And you are one of the very first people that I know of in the area that have taken a hold of this in a, in a really strong way with your biofeedback and you're on the board of the Brain Center. Tell us about that, what you're involved in. Well, I recently uh, took an advisory board position for the Center for Brain Health, which is really very exciting because they are doing some fantastic work. Mm -hmm. um, traditionally, we focused a lot on the brain um, when it's not doing well. Uh, with traumatic brain injury, with Alzheimer's, or with um, mm -hmm. j just all kinds of things where, where we have sick brains. The focus of the brain health, much of the focus is um, the, at the Center for Brain Health is on the healthy brain. And, you know, we spend a lot of time and energy working on our physical self, but <laughs> not too many people working right. on their, their brain right. and their psyche. And so now what we're doing is we're really trying to shift that focus to, to taking good care of your brain. And, I mean, there's, there's apps that people are using that are, that are fun. Like but, what? Give me one. Um, oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Well, uh, in, bio, in the biofeedback world, uh, to breathe, like teaching you how to regulate your breathing. So in our program, we teach biofeedback first and neurofeedback secondarily because we're looking, again, for kind of a holistic approach to taking good care of the brain. Um, the biofeedback is really excellent because um, we treat ADHD as an, and, and, quite frankly, as an alternative to medications. Uh, we can treat anxiety and depression, um, symptoms of OCD and bipolar mm -hmm. disorder. Um, we do... We do performance enhancement, traumatic brain injury, just lots and lots of progressive re, uh, research on that. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to <clears throat> implement the brain training mm -hmm. as a part of a, a healthy person, mm -hmm. uh, performance enhancement, um, but also as treating the things that are um, pathological in nature, depression and anxiety. And so did I hear you right that part of that work can keep someone from going on meds? 
it's not so much that it can keep you from going on meds. It can be an alternative treatment to the meds. The objective with medication is that there's no real reason for people to suffer. Let's just say we're talking about anxiety. Yeah. No real reason for someone to suffer with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So medications have their place. The nice thing about the bioneurofeedback is that that can be a complementary training process that can allow you to reduce medications, go off oh. medications, but to keep the anxiety under control. Well, that's important. Very I get important. anxious sometimes. <laughs> I think we all do. Don't we all do? So, Brandy, this is so fascinating to me that you're in this work, but I know that you weren't always. So how did you enter the field, and at what stage of life? Tell us about that. Well, the first time I went to college, I opted out for an MRS instead of a BA, so I married my darling husband, MRS. Brandon. <laughs> And actually, today is our 35th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. We're very proud of that. You should be. Um, so we raised our children. I uh, had three boys. And um, then I went back to get my degrees when the boys were a little bit bigger and opened my practice 15 years ago this month, actually. So 15 years you've been in, in business, in I have. practice. How many people now are in the practice? There's 13 of us there. Mm -hmm. We have, that's including support staff. We've got um, lots of different professionals doing all kinds of different things. And the family is in the business, right? It's a family business. The yes, family it is. Business. Uh, my mom actually ran our practice for the first 13 years. Oh. Um, my son Chandler came on as a therapist a few years back. And then when my mother, uh, known as Miss J. Miss J. And she has quite the reputation, actually, in our hmm. practice, still. Hmm. Uh, my son, Denver, um, came on as the director of operations. And then when we added the bio-neurofeedback, my husband, Brandon, runs our bio-neurofeedback program. That's great, and congratulations. Thank now, you. We're very proud of that. I have some other information about you that you should be congratulated on. Little things like when you were growing up, what was it you ran for, Mrs.? Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to make me say Just that trivia. I, I mean, was in, in the Mrs. Texas pageant. Oh, that's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a very interesting experience for a girl who's never done that before. <laughs> and you did well. I know that. I did well. So, Brandy, when you were, uh, when you were growing up, a little bit about your family and uh, and kind of what it was like to be in a family whose dad was a Texas Ranger. Well, he's a great guy. Um, he, he was in law enforcement from the time I was about four years old. Started out uh, at the Sheriff's Department, but then went to have a very long and successful career in the Department of Public Safety. Retired <laughs> as a Texas Ranger captain, but then went on and had a, quite a successful run as a, the Sheriff of Kaufman County. My goodness. And then fast forward to your husband. Law enforcement career again. Uh, police <laughs> Isn't officer. that interesting? I mean, your dad was in it, then you married someone. They warned me about that. They did? They told I'm me sure. I should not be doing that. But it's been, a very, it's been a great marriage, and he was with the University Park Police Department and retired from there. So with all of that fun or very interesting background and now having the practice that you have, I'd love to hear what, today are some of the most remarkable or wonderful things that have happened in the practice? 
so many remarkable things, mostly helping families. It's extremely rewarding to be able to work with some really fantastic families who have struggles mm -hmm. that uh, can be debilitating struggles, some, some small, some large. But just to uh, put families back together when they are having trouble, find solutions to problems that um, they could not solve themselves. I do a lot of marriage counseling myself. Do it's you? really my favorite work. Why? Just seeing couples, I believe so much in marriage, and it, seeing couples be able to restore something and keep their family going because divorce yeah. is such a complicated thing. Uh, it feels really good to be able to be a part of that. And to see the successes that you know have been helpful from the from the practice and things that you've shared with them, right? Lots of great successes in, in different different kinds of ways. All right, so then on the other hand, what are the biggest challenges now? The challenges that we face today in our practice um, really revolve around our kids. It's very complicated trying to learn the, the new ways to treat these young people who have different problems than we had in the past, yeah. constantly evolving. We are really working hard with families, closely with families, to, to start young so that mm -hmm. we handle concerns in the beginning when they're small, mm -hmm. so that they're smaller, smaller problems when they're teenagers. Um, ha helping families figure out how to manage teenage problems, which are very complex today, much more complex sure. than when my boys were young. So you have been a visionary, it sounds like, to take this on after the kids were a certain age, as you said. And now, what are your goals? Well, I, of course, want to continue seeing patients and clients in our practice. We um, are looking at the possibility of taking opening another, another practice uh, far, farther north in Dallas, maybe Frisco area, mm -hmm. uh, working with pediatricians, okay. uh, because uh, we really want to kind of start there with families and help them Again, manage the challenges at a really young age. We've got lots of referring uh, doctors who have a lot of confidence in our practice. And so we're trying to work collaboratively with them. That has been our goal from the beginning, was a collaborative effort with physicians mm -hmm. for the greatest sense of well-being for our patients and clients. So do you see yourself staying in the practice? What, what's, what's Brandy's goal? Where are you <laughs> headed? I very definitely want to stay in the practice. It's a, it's a family practice, and yeah. so that makes it really enticing to continue to hang around. Um, I, I want to further the imp and improve the image of mental health and mental well-being. I think we get a little bit of a bad rap. We're a new field by comparison to, to traditional medicine. Really? Definitely. And so the objective for me is to help people to understand that uh, treating mental health and emotional health issues is not um, a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the negative connotations that very often people perceive. It's actually a form of really taking great care of yourself and enjoying a better quality of life. Well, I can see why that's important. I, You know, even today, in just talking with friends who have said things to me like, gee, I wish I knew what to do or where to go, and I certainly don't want anyone to know that I might even go to a counselor. So I understand that. Have you ever thought about, Brandy, 
you being the you that you are and the visionary and the great communicator that you are, have you thought about maybe doing some of the things that I do, like speaking engagements and getting the word out there? We've done a little bit of that in our practice, and yes, that's very definitely something that I'm interested in. Is it? Having a okay. little bit of a larger voice, impacting a little bit larger audience, uh, helping people to really feel good about the things that we do. Mm -hmm. This is treating your anxiety, depression, stress mm -hmm. has always had a, a pretty negative stigma associated with that. And so I think there's lots of real positive things that are going on in our practice, and that's something that I'd like to share to a larger audience. So you're on your way to maybe do that? I'm encouraging you. You are encouraging me, <laughs> Valerie. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm, I'm hopefully on my way. Where do you get your energy? Because you've got it. I, you know, I just feel so blessed to wake up and be able to do what I do every day. It, I do have to say that the family practice piece gives me an, a lot of energy. I bet. I, I really enjoy being there with the boys. We've got a tremendous staff. It feels really good to be making a difference, and it feels really good to have this great footprint in the industry that we have. For and sure. And so I, I get a lot of energy from that. So if you could uh, sit down with someone today that you admire, and let's say you want some advice or some counseling, not kind of counseling you do, but just having a conversation with someone you admire today, who might that be and what kinds of things would you ask them? I would love to sit down. Well, first of all, I'd love to sit down with Valerie Sokolowski <laughs> and let her give me some pointers. Anytime. Because I know you really do that well. Um, someone that I would love to sit down with. There's a, a very long list. Actually, I'd love to sit down with Margaret Thatcher. She's always been one of my favorites. I'd love to talk to, to um, Laura Bush. She, uh -huh. too has um, a presence that I really respect and admire. Lots of really important goals. Mm -hmm. Just a very, very lovely lady. And what would I ask? Um, I think it is what their perspective is on the field that I am in mm -hmm. and, and what it is that, how it is that they see that things might change, things could improve. That would be interesting. You could even ask the audiences that you're going to be in front of, couldn't you? I would like to get information yeah collectively from people who are out there who sure. have um, ideas about things that we need to do to improve mental health, emotional well-being. You know, no matter how successful one is, there's always something to learn, right? There's always something And to that learn. leaves me with asking you what you would like the listeners to learn from your experiences in life and certainly as a career woman. What might be some things that... Um, I call them teachable points of view because I'm sure there are things from your past that you're teaching your sons. Well, I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> are we all? Um, I feel very blessed to be able to be a, a woman business owner. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had um, done a little bit more studying about business. Okay. Because um, I think today, and I, I do a lot of mentoring to young people who are coming, kind of coming up the ranks in our field. Good. And I, they, they don't have enough of a clue about what it is that they want to do and where it is that they want to go. So be a student of, of what it is that you're studying and figure out what it is that you really want to do. Talk to other professionals 
because those professionals are not your competition and many, many professionals don't don't have an objection to talking to the newbies who are coming up the ranks. No, we want to. You know, on that note, <clears throat> I think it's always interesting when I hear people say, well, I think I want to do what you do. Do you know what I do? Do you know how we do what we do? Right? I ask that same so question. Think, right, and I think that's important. What else? What else have you felt is really important to pass on? Well, number two, I think, is um, really important to, to keep your mind open to opportunities. Very often we, especially people in our field, they have a picture of what they think they want to do, and there are so many opportunities in this field. It is growing. It's growing and it's changing. Mm -hmm. And um, I see the future as it, it becoming necessary for us all to contribute in more ways than just, let's just say, the counseling piece. Sure. And so keeping your eyes open and, and being willing to um, explore some opportunities that may come your way. What was the hardest lesson in closing that you have learned? The hardest lesson. I'll go back to um, the, the business piece, really learning, knowing how to do the business well. Mm -hmm. It's important that you're able to seek out professionals that can help you. But, but really, maybe the harder lesson is the piece of self-care. Oh, yeah, there's a whole lot uh. more to that story <laughs> of um, work-life balance yeah. than just you know taking an afternoon off a week or, or going to get your nails done or t taking that vacation once or twice a year. Um, it has to do with really taking good care of yourself day to day. Day to day. I ask people all the time, uh, how much fun are you having? What are you mm -hmm. doing for fun? Mm -hmm. What do you love? What do you hate? What do you need? Mm -hmm. And what I find is that so many people really don't know the answers to the questions. And so knowing yourself and understanding yourself mm -hmm. and that willingness uh, to have that work-life balance, not just in theory, but really exploring what that means to you. It's different for every person. It's hard to do it, but it's really, you can have great success in your profession, but it's extremely difficult to have success all across your life in all areas of your life if you don't manage that, that balanced life and, and include that self-care piece. And one final point that, Brandy, we talked about in terms of doing it right. I said to you, a woman who uh, has learned how to do things right, meaning sticking with your values, living a life of integrity, and caring very much about other people and their well-being, which is what everything you do. But I said to you, what, what's, from a branding perspective, what do you want to be known for? Who's Brandy? Remember I said, could you come up with just maybe one or two words? What did you land with? I had to really work hard at that, Valerie. <laughs> it's um, not easy. I came up with People Developer. I Great. Really, I really love watching people stretch and grow. Uh -huh. And whether it's the people who work for me, whether it's or with me, uh -huh. whether it's the, the patients and clients that we have in our practice, or it's the, the new people who are coming into our field, I really do love seeing people stretch and grow. And what I have found is that sometimes the emotional challenges, the, the challenges that people are facing when they come to our practice are the very things that begin a greater process of growth in them. Mm -hmm. So uh, people development, I'd say, is the field that I am in. There's lots of therapeutic uh, 
therapeutic parts to the counseling piece. Sure. But there's a lot of other things that you can consider too. And That's, those are the, also the things I like to focus on. So isn't it great that you are doing what your purpose is and what you're passionate about? I am very blessed to get to do that, yes. And I'm blessed that you came today. Thank you, Brandy, so much. Well, I am just delighted to be here. Good anyway. luck. I'll watch you <clears throat> on the speaking tour and see how you're doing. Thank you, Valerie. <laughs> and to all of you, thank you for listening and watching. And I just want to remind you that if you will go to our website, ValerieAndCompany.com, and uh, sign up for our monthly newsletter, which is very quick and always has some pithy, interesting things in it, just one or two points. Be sure to do that. It's Valerie's Voice. It's on ValerieAndCompany.com. And in the meantime, live authentically, live your brand, and continue doing the good things you're doing. Grow. That's what Brandy said. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's Voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.